Welcome to this episode of Hoi Polloi, conversations with like-minded followers of Jesus. At Strong Tower Church in beautiful Casper, Wyoming, we believe that God uses ordinary men and women in extraordinary ways. We like to say real people on real journeys serving a real God. These are their stories. Greetings, party people in the place to be. This is the next episode of Hoi Polloi. I'm here with my good friends, as always. Let's just go around to the room. Tanya Vidal, his other half. Sam. Raphael. And his other half, Ashley. And Izzy. All right, the team's all here. We just got through another DVD. This one was about a Nigerian pastor who died, was dead three days. He died in a uh, tragic car accident and uh, was embalmed. He was sent to the morgue wife gathers him up takes him to a reinhard bonky conference where people lay their hands on him and guy comes back to life if you could describe what you just saw in one word what word would you choose it was just amazing <laughs> miraculous unbelievable supernatural miraculous you see it on video and you're like oh my god this could actually happen and it does happen describe one thing that you learned about the culture of the country in which this film was set. The first thing I noticed is um, just uh, the way they live, the like the houses, they're completely different. They, they don't have air conditioning. Um, they just have like windows, and their their hospitals are relatively rudimentary, very very simplistic. They're mortuaries, open air, like bunk beds. So just like the day to day stuff was completely different than. Um, here it is in the United States. I thought it was really interesting um, how close the families were, especially the extended families, like, well, what we think of as an extended family here in the United States. Just how close everybody was. It seemed like uh, there was a lot of uh, believers in their culture, like that religion was important to them. Um, the way they live, like Raph said to me, you know, to see the the dirt floors and what we would consider complete poverty and to see how they they live in that and they're completely happy yeah there was like no no shame in praising god openly and publicly yeah and also the embracing like they were just holding hands and at one point one of the one of the doctors or pastors just looking at his hands and they it, it would be way uncomfortable here in our society to be just holding hands with another guy but he's holding his hands and looking at him and he's like you can tell he just radiating love for that for that man and just looking at his hands and just at the same time loving him, but at loving what God did through him. Pretty crazy if you think about it. So just from, it's not crazy to us. It's not crazy to Christians. We we get it. We we um, at least have a grid for the miraculous, whether whether we've seen it or not or 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 even believe it or not. We, we have a grid for it. Outside of that, it's probably pretty crazy. There's a lot going on and a lot of things that just might not make sense to us, even as believers. So is there something that you didn't understand about the film? And if so, what was it? Honestly, the whole movie, I didn't really understand. Like, how do you how do you go from being dead to being alive and, and bombed, in fact, not just dead, but like you said, filled with chemicals? That's insane. And, and it's not like they did anything to revive them. You know, they just... His, his wife just prayed for him. And and that is like a pretty unbelievable thing. Like whenever you, you think about it, like, oh, the power of prayer is insane because, you know, you don't think that God has that type of power. 
you don't think that he wouldn't do that, but who's to say he wouldn't, and you won't know until you try. Not necessarily didn't understand, but wasn't used to was how hands-on everybody was. Um, the prayer team, all of the, the, the family, the neighbors, everybody, how hands-on they were, and immediately it was just like, this guy comes in, he's, he's dead. Oh, we need to help him right now. Drop everything, it's go time type of thing. And with like physical touch, just just being friendly, like holding hands or hugging each other, we barely see that anymore. And it was really nice to see that. Uh, I know it's it's very common in like our friend group where okay, love you guys. And outside of that friend group, people are like, oh, did did she just say she loved me? That's that's kind of weird. Almost everybody in my friend group says I love you before we get off the phone or or when we're leaving each other's houses and stuff. And it's so easy for that to just feel like it's commonplace. And what a great reminder how blessed we are that we've got this kind of community. What I love about this whole thing is is that it is unbelievable and it is miraculous. Um, I like to say if you can wrap your mind around it, it's not a miracle. God just blew our minds. Sam, did you learn anything from this movie? And if you did, tell us what you learned. I learned that the uh, power of prayer is unlimited. Uh, I learned... Just about, I, I like how they said the wife's stubborn faith, and um, I, I would, I would describe myself as pretty stubborn, but I feel like I'm not always that way in my prayer life. So, um, being able to apply that to myself, um, if if I could be stubborn in my faith and prayer, I think that would be would change everything. <laughs> what would you say the message of this movie is, and did you disagree or agree with it? I would think the message would be about about faith. It's not really faith if you have to prove it all the time. Like if something happens where I know it's going to happen, that's not really faith. But leaning in on the faith and just being around believers and like-minded people and people that will, you know, you bring up a dead body and they're going to pray like that is just mind blowing to me. But the I think just being full of faith and full of uh, those around you as well. And I, I fully, fully believe in that. I think as an example of God is still God. He hasn't changed. He's still capable. He's capable of miraculous things back then, and he'll do it now. You just got to have those right ingredients. And the, the biggest one, in my opinion, is faith. It's like, I'm going to hold on to your promises. And he tells us to. Determined faith. That's what I would call that. It's having faith no matter what. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You don't know what your next step is going to be. And in this case, she had no idea if her husband was going to come back to life. She had no idea, but she knew it within her heart and within her faith to keep going, to keep pushing, even though everybody told her no. I love how she called out um, God on his promises. I, I believe her word was the violations. You know, she she said no more violations were going to come to her. And she said, hey, God, this is a violation that you said wouldn't come. This is what you said. And I, I just love that she called him out on it. Man, I, I thought it was really bold when she said, you know, it's like you these are the promises. And. For me and my faith, I would be terrified to do that, honestly. <laughs> so for her to do that, it just goes to show that she absolutely knew that uh, God is a God of his word and his promises and and uh, his, his power is unlimited. Tanya, what part of the story told by this movie was the most powerful? 
and and why? The most powerful things I think were in the reactions of the people in diff- three different parts. Uh, the mortician, when he saw the man that he embalmed come walking up the path, the way he looked at him was it was almost fearful, but he was completely in awe. Like, wow, what am I seeing? That when he went to his his dad's village and that woman came out and she said, "Praise the Lord!" and she dropped to her knees and she gives him this giant hug that celebration that just that praise that recognition of god of of receiving a prayer answered of receiving her love back to life and then when reinhard bonke was preaching and he said it is the name of jesus and the crowd just goes nuts they just go wild at the name of jesus that name should be celebrated and they celebrated it they they went crazy with it and it makes me think you know to me that's power and i think like how lord do I react to your miracles? Am I in awe? Does it, does it make me have that reverent fear? Do I, do I drop to my knees and scream my praises out to you? And at the name of Jesus, am I willing to shout and scream and celebrate? When that part comes on and Reinhardt's speaking and everybody just, the whole place erupts. There's thousands of people and it just erupts at the name of Jesus. My heart, whenever I see that video, it's like my heart, I just, I want to be there so badly. And what would it be like if we could experience that even in our own home church, in our own, in our own, not just our own country, but our own home church? One I rem- I'm going to remember is you need to warn them. You're, you're warning them. I'm giving this generation a chance. This is your warning. This pastor goes on to tell about what his experience was like in death. He talks about heaven, he talks about hell, he talks about the angels, he talks about the torment, he talks about all kinds of things that he saw. There, there was one part that was uh, really powerful in, in my eyes, and it wasn't really a, a big part, but um, one of the, the preachers that helped massage the uh, pastor that was resurrected, they went and they um, looked at the casket that he was in, and whenever the the man who was resurrected was was sitting there and he was looking at the the casket he you could just like see the disbelief on his face he's one of the the guys that was massaging his his hands and his neck and whatnot he's like yeah this was the cotton that was in your nose and these are the gloves that were on your hands and these are the stockings that were on your feet and he was just the the guy was just looking at it and it was just even he was in disbelief that was a powerful moment for me too because he was he was just kneeling over this casket and had he he experienced this you know he he knew it was the angels he knew all this but he was still in disbelief and he was the one that firsthand experienced it yeah that was like his proof that that actually happened because yeah he he had a different experience so when he saw his casket it was like wow that wow that that was going on when i was in heaven you know, and had visions. This is what my family had to go through. And you could just see his head in his hands. And he's just shaking his head like, how is this even possible? That's a pretty touching moment. What were you thinking as you finished watching the film? Having that faith to be able to just tap into God, just knowing that he still wants to give us those miracles. A lot of times we just don't have that faith. And it's just like, he's probably chomping the bits. Like, I want to do this for you guys. I love you. I want to show you. Just have that faith. And just knowing that he's he's waiting, he's sitting there waiting, and it's as soon as you give him that chance, he's like, "Watch this, I'm gonna blow their hats off," and it's it's what he did. Yeah, it's like uh, the the saying, "The squeaky wheel gets the grease," you know. You gotta you gotta you gotta say something, otherwise you'll never 
really get it. Just being able to witness such a, a miraculous event. And I know you guys have talked about it in your messages before, but God is a right now God. And we as a culture are more of a, oh, but prepare me first. And I, I just, it's crazy to think how many miracles we're missing out on because we just don't trust that. After seeing that thousands and thousands of people just yelling and screaming and praising Jesus, 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 chanting that. It touched my heart and it made me want to grow in my faith. I want to not be the person sitting there like, oh, God's called me to this, but I, I don't feel prepared. Like, what's my next step? I, I want to have more faith within him and his plan to just be able, okay, God, you told me that this is what you have for me and I'm going to go do it. They're all out for God. They're sold out. There's like no reservations at all. They're all in that crowd yelling and screaming. And I could just imagine there's just more people just just felt like that. Like you you said, you want to be there and I want to be there too. I'd be jumping around and going crazy and not caring what other people think. It's like, oh, you're crazy. I don't care. I want that. Give me that. I, I want that. Yeah, the amount of, of people at the the end at that uh at the the sermon it was there's there's literally hundreds of thousands of people and even just to think how how tough their journey was to get to that conference like we we have roadways and cars and stuff and just imagining what the what they went through just to hear that that pastor speaking yeah and interesting when you looked at the crowd when they did the wide angle shot and you could see where the light ended the people did not mm-hmm. so they were just out in the darkness, just listening to a voice from a stage they probably couldn't even see. They're not out there making excuses. It's like, I want Jesus. And they're going to do whatever. I mean, no AC, probably mosquitoes, lions, all kinds of crazy animals there. And they're like, oh, I'm listening to this. And they're, they're not even listening to their native language. They're, they're, they're getting it secondhand from somebody who's, who, who's saying it. And hats off to the interpreter. I've worked with several interpreters, and man, that guy was crushing it. Yeah, and he's sweating, and any break he got, he's wiping his brow and his mouth. Great. I love that he made all the same noises that the pastor did, too, and the same gestures and everything. It was great. He was so attentive to that pastor. Like, he would literally stare at his lips, not blinking. And he said it with the same amount of energy and enthusiasm as the pastor and I thought that was that was so cool. Isabel, what was the strongest emotion that you felt when you were watching the film? Joy. It's just like my heart swelled and it just felt so full, especially the thousands and thousands of people listening to this one pastor and I could just feel my heart just swell so big and I'm like, "Oh, I want more people around here <laughs> like that who are not afraid to show their faith. We were so afraid to offend someone. Well, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to hide part of myself because I'm afraid that I'm going to offend you. I'm sorry. I offended you? Well, then that seems like something you need to figure out. That seems like a problem for you to take up with God. It's easier to share your beliefs with a group of people, even if it's just another person beside you. What did you like best? If you can pick one thing, what did you like best about the movie and why? I just love the wife's boldness in her faith. To me, that's inspiring. Sometimes the women in stories don't get enough credit, whereas this one was just like that. That was the wife in God, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna do what you say because I love your boldness." And it just mm-hmm. and how bold these people were. He's like, "Oh, this guy's got an anointing. He, they're gonna raise my dead." It wasn't no question in her mind. No, he's he's gonna he's coming he's coming back. If I did it, probably would have been the the part I mentioned about the casket. That was. 
that was a, a big one one for me and also whenever the wife was basically like hey this is this is your promise like those those are two favorite things for me but that's like cuz it really like stood out to me my favorite was also the wife uh they they had mentioned in the uh film that without her her stubborn faith and none of this would have happened we wouldn't have had that miracle Ashley what feelings did you share with any of the characters in the movie did you find yourself really connecting with anybody if so what what feelings did you share I feel like I really connected with the actually all the people that were just in in such in unbelief of what had happened the mortician the doctor they were like how how is this dead man alive how are they how is how how did that happen um everything about that because just watching it I'm still amazed that that has has happened and I know that God's miracles are limitless he can do anything but it it's still amazing to to know that that happened and uh that that we have an account of it you know one one of the like the most finite things that we all come to understand in our lives is that we will live and we will die and then once you're dead you're dead so I maybe just like just a disbelief of everyone and like how how did this happen well, I thought it was remarkable that they kind of paraded this pastor back around to the doctor and uh, the mortician and like hey stand with this guy he was he was dead stand with him I love that the doctor was a Christian he's like that's amazing we should thank God <laughs> yeah, there, there was no like oh yeah that that is amazing Praise to God. It was yep. it was this first thought. I love how Christians really don't have that stumbling block. It's like, yeah, God performed a miracle. It's not um, above our imagination that yeah, God can do crazy things. But I think if you don't believe in God, there's a huge stumbling block. Oh, yes. Um, it's like, yeah, you know, they, they probably believe, yeah, God can do things, but he can't do things like that. It's just amazing how Christians, we get it. Like, yeah, there you go. There, there's our proof. But like you, you approach it from a, a secular, and they're going to make excuses. Uh, well, I don't understand it. I don't get it because of this reason. T, the pastor that was raised from the dead said that in heaven, he wasn't thinking about his ministry uh, or, or his, his family, his children, his wife. You're a pastor. You're a wife. And you're a mother. So what are you thinking when he reveals this? That is one of those things that, completely blows my mind in that as a wife and a mother first that's my first ministry as my husband and my children and that is what drives me to do everything that I do that is my um like I said my first calling and my first ministry on this earth is to care for and raise and release um my family and to have um gosh the privilege and the trust of God to to have a, a ministry as a church to be to pastor a church and, and lead a church that is is such a heaviness and a thick thing that always covers my heart. I'm always thinking about my church. I'm always praying for the people um, individually by name for my church. Just as I pray for my my kids and my husband, I I pray for everybody by name. It, it is such a thick and big thing in my life. It is the thing in my life. And to hear that that is, wasn't even a thought in him, it just blows my mind at the overwhelming and beautiful presence of God that would cover that, that would so thoroughly 
cover your family that they're not a worry to you anymore, that they're, you're not carrying a quote-unquote burden for them, that you know there's just such confidence and completeness in the being in the presence of God that that thing that drove your life is, is not even a thought or a concern. And just the comfort of knowing that God's got that all under control and there's so much grace and there's so much blessing and there's so much peace in his presence that it doesn't even create a blip on, on your worry radar. Part of the video, he's sitting in the ambulance and there's two angels there with him. And he wants to tell his wife, look what I see. And they're like, shh, don't say anything. And he tells his wife right away, you know, take care of yourself. You know, just making, making plans to leave. He hasn't even seen heaven yet. And he's already like, I'm out of here. So it, it's great. Many times when I try to show this video to other people, specifically unbelievers, people who aren't Christians, they just can't believe that this kind of testimony, this kind of miracle, this kind of thing could happen without them knowing about it. This stuff is happening all over the world all the time. Why do you think we, we're, we're not privy to it? Why would the enemy want to show you something about God and basically take something that will take the wool off of your eyes? Why would he want you to believe that? Why would he want you to go to God if he wants you to die within your sin? Why would he allow the things that are covered by him, like the social media platforms and everything like that, why would he allow those things to show the presence of God. I also think that it's it's easy to believe in something if you have proof of it. And I, I think it, it's a testament to our faith that we're able to believe in God even though we don't have this this solid, tangible proof that we can touch. We just we, we lean in faith. I, I think whenever you hear hear something like, Oh, this person was dead and they were risen from the dead, it is it sounds unbelievable. You're like, how did that happen? Like, oh, how long were they dead? Five minutes. It's the way that everything has been taught in uh, modern society. You know, there there is no such thing as miracles, and and in reality, being being a believer, even even just a belief of of a god or anything, is is totally out of the question for for people who don't believe. So, and I think that there's a lot more people out there today that don't believe. And do believe, and I think that things just kind of follow what the masses think rather than what is the truth. I also think it's our society and the United States as a whole. I think life's gotten pretty easy as far as living, and you and, and not only is it easy, um, information is, is is there at your fingertips, and you don't have time to kind of think about that kind of stuff about death that you always have twitter tiktok all kinds of stuff just constantly taking your attention whereas you go to different countries they depend on god daily they're walking for water and even that water is not even healthy but we got that the um clean water at our fingertips and faucets um we have the ac we have the best medical care best best doctors but when you live in a place like that where you life's a struggle every day and you see death, you got to work for food. Sometimes you don't eat, you don't get food. Um, you got to walk five or six miles with no shoes to get w dirty water. And sometimes to just give that water to your kids, you won't even get that. You, you're dependent on God daily and you see God work. Um, whereas we, we kind of push God out of the equation. We don't want him in the schools. We don't want him in the courthouses. We don't want him in politics. 
These people are like, no, we need God on a daily basis. And it's kind of like where God's in the Bible where it explains like when that, that sparrow dies, God, God knows about it. And the birds, they don't, they don't worry about what they're going to eat because God provides for them. And it, it's proof over there. You can see it when you're in a country that's third world. God is just active and that supernatural comes. It really meets day-to-day life for believers over there. Whereas here, not so much because you're, 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 you're very intertwined with people who don't believe and they make excuses. And I think you, your, 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 your belief and your, your faith gets kind of cloudy at that point. Being who Reinhard Bonnke is, you know, he's a, a very popular evangelist. He had a camera crew there. Um, I think a lot of times people probably wouldn't, if they're in that situation, think to film it. They would be hands-on, you know, like getting stuff done. So I think that a lot of it's probably not captured, but also I think that unbelievers are comfortable in their unbelief. And so even when faced with it, to to admit the truth, like, oh, this, okay, this really happened, um, to be able to admit that, there would have to seriously shift some things in their reality and really humble themselves and say, I was wrong. And I think there are a lot of people who are just not willing to do that and not willing to take this new journey um, and new life step to say, I was wrong. How do I go about living my life under knowing that? And how do I live now knowing what I know? They're just not willing to shift their reality to match what God says. All right, let's do it. On a scale of one to 10, one being, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. I wish it was never produced. 10 being, this is a life-changing movie, had serious impact in my life, and I'm going to recommend it to three people. One to ten. Where are you guys at? Let's go around the room. I'll go ten. It's life-changing. Some of the things could be edited, but that's not the point. The point is, there's a miracle, that supernatural miracle that happened. And yeah, I think everybody needs to know about it. Yeah, I would definitely say a ten as well. There, There was definitely some corny editing, you know, going on, but, you know... That they were working with what they had back in uh, 2001. So I would also say a 10, but honestly, I liked the the raw realness of it. So it, it's it's a, mir- a miracle that everybody should should know about 10 because it's a miracle. Everybody needs to know about it. We need to capture more miracles so that we can spread these miracles. I would say a 10. It did. It definitely changed my life and made me recognize how in a box I was putting God and that just really blew the lid off and really inspired faith that there is nothing like God says nothing is impossible, but truly inspired that faith that no thing is impossible for God. Yeah, I'm a 10 all day. So the movie is called Raised from the Dead. It's about a Nigerian pastor in 2001 who dies in a car accident and is raised miraculously. These productions are made possible by the faithful and cheerful support of our family in Christ. May the Lord bless you richly. Thanks for joining us. If you know someone who would enjoy what you just heard, please pass this along. You can find an archive of our messages and relevant teaching on YouTube by typing Strong Tower Casper in the search bar. 